0: Welcome to The Loved, with me, John Dottie. I'm truly grateful that you decided to spend some of your time with me, and I'll do everything I can to make it time well spent. In the previous episode, I talked about how you can find unconditional love that's already inside of you. In this episode, I want to take that one step farther and show you how to use that love to find forgiveness for yourself and for others. And if this episode stinks, you can start practicing forgiveness right away. All right, let's play a little game. If I offered you a valuable, beautiful, comfortable looking chair, would you take it? What if I threw in free delivery? Yes. Yeah! And when you got the chair in your home and positioned it just right, would you love that chair? Yes, yes, yes! When you sat in the chair, and it gave you a painful electric shock. Would you stay in the chair? No. If every time you, or anyone you love, sat in the chair, it shocked you and them, would you keep the chair? No. If the next time you saw me and I offered you another chair, would you take it too? No. Resentment is like this. It looks like something we ought to hold on to, but when we get close and touch it, it zaps us. What does it do to the person, thing, or situation we have resentment against? Nothing. Nothing at all. Resentment is often defined as indignation at being treated unfairly. Resentments can also be a much larger bucket that carries a variety of perceptions about many people, places, or things. You know, frequently, resentments stem from unrealistic expectations and an overblown sense of my own importance. Expectations that someone should treat me a specific way or do something that I want them to do, even if those demands are reasonable, my expectations can be a setup for resentment. There's even a special saying that comes out of 12-step program. Expectations are just premeditated resentments. The easiest way for me to avoid resentments in the first place is to reset my sense of self-importance and accept other people's right to tell their stories how they see fit. The world is a stage and its people are merely players. But God help me when I think I can or I should direct. As soon as I attempt to take on that role, all those empty resentment buckets line up for a refill. I've mistakenly convinced myself that I know how to direct your life better than you do. Besides being arrogant, it's also incredibly disrespectful. Once a resentment has formed, it needs to be dealt with directly. I have to acknowledge the resentment, and I need to make sure that I don't stir up any more anger or hurt in the process. I used to dread going through and deconstructing resentments. Today, I am grateful for them, if for no other reason than I get an opportunity to practice and and improve myself. The way to clean up resentment is with forgiveness. There are three main components of forgiveness. Unconditional love, acceptance, and willingness. Let's take these one at a time. Resentments mainly get their power from conditions and expectations that weren't met, fear and self-importance, among other things. On the other hand, the unconditional nature of love strips away the excuses that glue resentments to our minds, When we begin to love ourselves unconditionally, we naturally let go of the need for self-importance. We just know that we're important, without any need to prove it to ourselves or anyone else. Once we fill up our own tank, that unconditional love spills out and we look at everyone else through the same lens. Acceptance means we forego judgment. Acceptance is an agreement that everything around us is just as it should be. That doesn't mean things can't or shouldn't be changed for the better, and it doesn't mean that our circumstances won't cause us pain. It just means that whatever situation we walk into is just the way it's supposed to be at that moment. Every living being has the right to tell its own story in whatever way it needs to, We all do this whether we're conscious of it or not. When we take advantage of love and forgiveness, accepting people, things, and situations just as they are becomes second nature. Acceptance can take quite a bit of practice. On my journey, I've had to slow down and consider my emotions as they happen. With some practice, I've learned how to recognize the moment I'm uncomfortable with the appearance of someone or something. That's often the first indication that I'm consciously judging and writing someone's story in my own mind. I can catch myself evaluating someone instead of listening to them. When I do this, I'm going to think of what I'm going to say to them even before they've even finished talking, rather than just hearing them. We all have limitations of one kind or another. Our best on one day isn't the same on the next. I might be sick or need rest. I might be in a mood or dealing with a swing in my mood disorder. I may be disappointed or sad. I may be joyous and spiritually high. I may be preoccupied with something. These are simple things that can limit my ability to perform the same way from one day to the next. I may not have the skill or ability to complete a task or answer a question. All of this is to say... That what you might expect from me and what I can deliver may not come anywhere close to each other, or maybe a disappointment regardless. For example, I'm a computer person. I work in information technology as a web programmer. I can do all kinds of fancy things with code, but I'm not much of a graphic artist, and what I think looks good usually doesn’t look so hot to others. I could build PCs, but I'm not an expert in computer engineering. Sometimes I make things look easy or appear a lot more capable than I am. That can set up certain expectations about my abilities and performance. But those expectations aren't reality, just an image of what someone else sees and has recorded in their mind. That image is based on that person's perception of me and a hundred other things as they understand them. I may make some things to do with computers look easy for me, And that might give the impression that all things to do with them are easy. But that isn't true. It really can't be. The main takeaway here is that we must be super careful with the images we draw of people. That image is based on a lot of limited bits of information. A lot of that information is formed from a glance or a word. Or we take that tidbit of info and write a huge story all around it filling in all the gaps to flesh out the entire person. How much of that image can be true? Then there are the masks we wear. The roles we play may be inaccurate. We might flex and try to impress someone. We might build up an expectation for someone else and not be able to deliver. That's why we need to be authentic and as honest as we dare about ourselves. In the Four Agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz calls this an agreement to be impeccable with your word. The only expectation I can truly have from someone is that they'll be human and whomever they want to be. I want to share love and joy with them and maybe help make their day a little brighter, but it's not up to me if they'll be willing or able to accept such things. I sure can't be disappointed or resentful if they don't. If I do love them and respect them, then I offer what I can without expecting anything whatsoever in return. Honestly, that's not always easy to do, but it is most of the time. Acceptance just means knowing that people are going to be who they want to be and not how we want them to be. Willingness comes from intent, and intent is the trigger to your personal power. Your will isn't what you want or wish for, it's what you're going to do. We all have an amount of personal energy or power that we use to accomplish things in the physical, mental, and spiritual aspects of our daily lives. Without intent, without willingness, nothing gets done. We load up all of the energy and we trigger it with intent. We expend that energy with action. It's like a boulder at the top of a hill. That boulder is the energy stored up and waiting for intent. The push that sends the boulder rolling down the hill is the intent. It is the willingness that also accepts responsibility for what happens when the boulder rolls forward, knocking down everything in its path. Willingness is the movement of the rock, the earth loosened below it, the grass and trees knocked down by it, and the place where it rests when it stops moving. All of that is intent. All the unknowns that happen are the intent. Even the consequences I didn't expect or didn't want are the intent. Nothing happens without intent. Forgiveness cannot happen without intent. Love cannot flow through us or from us without willingness. When we are talking about forgiveness, we need to focus our intent carefully. We need to consider what we're about to send our energy out to do. We forgive people, places, and things so that we can heal. We heal so that we can grow in our spiritual love. We grow in our spiritual love so that we can be happy, useful, and of purpose. The willingness needs to come with the understanding that every action has a consequence. Some good, some bad some neutral. Once we use our intent, the boulder is out of our hands. The forgiveness is powerful. I'm not saying that we need to make a big plan to forgive and heal all our resentments at once. I'm saying that we need to be thorough. Resentments are poison, built up and nurtured so that they expand and become more powerful. Like a surgeon cuts out a tumor, it's important to get all of it. So that it doesn't come back if we leave even a little bit of that poison in our minds it will come back forgiveness must be complete and we need to be willing to go through as much of that resentment as we can to get rid of it and heal from the damage that it has caused now let's talk about what forgiveness isn't forgiving someone doesn't necessarily change their lives any more than resenting them did So often, we think that the person we forgive needs to be grateful for that gift. But that's just a lie. Forgiving someone isn't for them, it's for ourselves. We can easily carry a resentment against someone we can't or will never see again. What good is it to that person if we forgive them or not? We may get a chance to tell someone that we forgive them, only to have that person suggest we go off and do something physically impossible with ourselves. I'm not suggesting that we don't tell someone that we have forgiven them. There are certainly people who would benefit from that news. It's just not really my problem if that person wants it or not. If that person doesn't love, respect, or forgive themselves, whatever I offer will just be temporary relief. This gets into relationships, and I hope to cover that topic in depth in a future episode. Now, something I get asked about quite a lot is about forgiving people who have abused us. Forgiving someone who is abusive or unrepentant can be really difficult. That kind of forgiveness does not mean that we keep accepting the abuse. It's just that we accept them as a sick person and we reclaim our own power and energy to spend how we want to. I've learned that it is within my power to simply walk away from caustic people, and toxic relationships. I don't do drama. I can't fix anybody, and that's not what I'm on this planet to do anyway. No matter how deeply I'm into or committed to my spiritual health, I can still get my feelings hurt or provoked to anger. There just isn't anyone on this planet who is so dependent on my presence for survival that I need to take abuse to sustain them. An exception would be someone who had an illness that made them say mean things, but that's someone who is indeed sick, and it's easy to understand that whatever they're saying is nonsense anyway. Let's talk about making amends. Sometimes we're the ones who need to seek forgiveness. We might be able to give someone an opportunity to forgive. Making amends, though, isn't so much about seeking forgiveness as it is an attempt to repair the damage we caused. Now, there are enough variations and pitfalls when making amends that I'm going to dedicate an episode just to that subject. For now, it's enough to say that the object of making amends is to repair the damage, not cause more. Sometimes, too, part of making amends is keeping my mouth shut and letting the other person unload all the poison I gave them with interest. Amends starts with making new choices and living the amends in real time. When it comes time to communicate and clean up my mess, I have to get rid of any expectations of how the thing will go, or what any of us will get out of it. I need to just let it happen without hoping for a particular outcome. If I can't do that, it may be best to just stay away until I can. There are those, two that I can't make amends to personally. Either they've passed on, I don't know where on earth they are, or the hurt I caused was so great that any interaction with me would do more harm than good. While it certainly sucks, it is a good motivation to check myself before I say or do something it is going to need an amends in the first place. But in those cases where I can't directly make amends, living my amends is the next best thing I can do. So let's put this all together. When trying to deal with something particularly traumatic, finding the will and energy to forgive can be very hard to do. This itself can cause a feedback loop where you might feel guilty or frustrated that you can't forgive. This is why self love and self respect are so important to this process. It's important to set out in the beginning, not to judge your own performance or ability to forgive something difficult or anything at all, for that matter. You know, even after years of practice, there are some resentments that have and will take a long time to get through. There are things that were so unfair and hurtful, things that were done ages ago that still have a tangible impact on my life today. And it is Suffering through those consequences of someone else's actions, the sheer injustice that pushes the pain and anger to the surface. With those powerful resentments, I need to take extra care and more time to process them. Not all resentments are created equal. Some are deeper and some are harder to deal with. Maybe they're just too painful or the pain is still active right now. With time, patience, and willingness those resentments can be lifted. For me, the critical point is to keep at the front of my mind the idea that whatever it was that caused the resentment in the first place was the active hurt. The resentment is the passive hurt that I carry with me. I can't change what happened, but I can remove that passive pain. Why should I continue to suffer? Why should I deny myself the true love I deserve? Why should I surrender my joy because of something someone else did or something I can't undo? I found that actual forgiveness isn't hard at all. It's building up the will to accept my life as it is and let go of the anger and frustration that I've grown used to. Your resentments don't just hurt you, but hurt those close to you. How? Well, the energy that we burn on our anger gets used up. We can't use that burnt energy on the things that matter. Living well and sharing love. Like that free chair that shocks you? Resentments aren't worth hanging on to. Whenever you try to sit on one, it's just going to hurt you and the people you love and who love you. So what can you do about it? Well, you don't have to get ready to start some housecleaning. You just do it. Use the power of your intent your will, to start right now. Make a list of resentments that you've been carrying around. Resentments can be about people, but also places and things and situations. You may resent a car wreck or a flood. You may resent injustice and bullying. You may resent someone who hurt someone you love. You may resent God. You might even resent yourself. Make a list. It doesn't have to be perfect, because a personal, spiritual inventory is a living list. Just mark down the biggies. Once you start taking away the big stuff, the smaller things will be exposed and you can deal with them too. New hurts may also come along. Write those down. This isn't about perfection, it's just progress. Once you're satisfied with this inventory, take a moment to experience the emotions, but don't dwell on them. Just a few seconds or a minute, Look at it and see if you had an active part in what caused the resentment in the first place. If you did, then you'll want to forgive yourself too. One by one, meditate or pray on each item on your list. Whether it's God or God or something else you can understand to be bigger than yourself, like maybe unconditional love, ask that force to help you release the stranglehold you have on those hurts and resentments. Imagine what it would be like to not be angry, fearful, or hurt. Imagine that each item on that list is a piece of wood. Put each one on a fire and feel the warmth and energy that it emits. Just like a piece of wood on a fire, let it burn down to ashes in your mind. And just like the ashes, let it blow away in the wind. Whether you know it or feel it or not, you are worthy and deserving of joy happiness, serenity, and peace. You are made out of love, and you are loved.